kind of shaking off the absurdity of the question. No, he didn't get a tour. So I said, how'd that one room look? Pretty good? Come on now. There it is. Let me get some. Uh, Rob Manfred, known jokester. Hey, you know what I mean? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. About 11 minutes after 5 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Late night for the Wisconsin Morning News team. Mm-hmm. We can burn the, the midnight oil every once in a while. We're out past 8. <laughs> Woo! We saw the sunset. Everybody was out at uh, American Family Field taking in the Brewers game last night. So I, I as the responsible show host, left in a reason, at a reasonable time. Yeah, Checking, you're the I'm, first to go. The I'm unresponsible yes. co-host... I, did, I left at a responsible time. The games end so early now. You stayed for the end, huh? Pancake, what do we get to? The uh, middle of the eighth? I think middle of the eighth. Like, okay, right. I lasted till the middle of the seventh, so. Vinny, are you a Fairweather fan because it was the score you left, or was it because you just wanted to? No, man, to... I was tired. <laughs> we had a mm-hmm, lot yeah. of work to do. I don't know if I'm buying that. Right. <laughs> he was working there. I mean, he was actually doing work while we were there. I'm like, dude, come on, put it away. I know. I saw it come through my email. That's accurate. Well, I was involved in the Rob Manfred scrum, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's a media term for a whole bunch of reporters. No real podium or news conference, but subject of said news conference standing there, and everybody just kind of jostles for their spots. You stick your microphone in there. and Good-sized crowd there last night. <laughs> in the scrum? Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Man, there were, there were writers from, you know, you got the Giants in town, and this was about the stadium funding proposal going on here, but the San Francisco crowd was, um, the, the San Francisco media was interested in what was happening just across the bay there in Oakland, because you have the Oakland A's who are all but certain to be leaving that market, which has been talked about for decades, but it appears that they have a deal in place to go to Las Vegas. So that was sort of the spirit of what they were interested in in talking with the Major League Baseball Commissioner. Of course, local media, we wanted to talk about American Family Field and what the long-term future of the Brewers is. We have a lot more on that, uh, the questions that we asked the Commissioner of Baseball, and we'll be doing that at about 10 minutes before 6. Didn't miss much, it turns out. A lot of the scoring was done by the time I left, and there was no scoring for the Brewers. So Yeah, I'll say that uh, the new the new pitcher, Tehran, he had a good outing. Things kind of got away from us a yeah. little bit there. Yeah, We'll let Brandon Snide tell it to you in sports. That's coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The roller coaster season continued Thursday night in Milwaukee for the Brewers. After winning three of their last four games, the Brewers failed to produce any runs and allowed Michael Conforto to go four for four, including a homer, as the Giants take down the Brew Crew by a final score of 5-0. to zero. And the opening pitch hit in the air in the right center. When this one comes down, it's going to be 2-0 San Francisco, and it is 2-0. Bob Euchre on the call right here on WTMJ. It was not all bad news. Julio Tehran, who the Brewers just signed to a deal, got the start, and he was pretty effective as he struck out five batters and gave up only four hits and a walk over five innings of work. thought he pitched wonderful. You know, he was on the edges all night, really. Um, not very few pitches, um, you know, in the middle. And did, did a nice job. Did as, you know, as much as certainly we could ask for. The Brewers are back at it tonight looking to rebound against San Francisco. First pitch is set for 7-10. Freddie Peralta is slated to get the start. Over to the NFL, where things in Green Bay could look different heading into 2023, but according to former Packer great 
the magic man, Don Mikowski, despite the change at the quarterback position. There's plenty to be excited about for Jordan Love in Titletown. Obviously, I've seen him in preseason games. haven't seen him in a couple of regular season games, and I think the kid's got plenty of talent. I understand he's, he's a great kid. You know, he's, he's very professional. Aaron even gave him high praises before he left. So he's got all the talent, and uh, he's got a young cast of players around him now. I think he's going to be set up for success, and I, I think he's going to be great. I think it's going to be fun for Packer fans to have a new start with, uh, you know, some fresh new faces. The Magic Man joined Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee on Thursday morning. The Packers wrapped up their first block of OTAs this week, and they will resume them once again on May 30th. Lastly, over to the NBA as the Boston Celtics have new life in the Eastern Conference Finals after being down three games to none at one point. Boston dominated Miami on Thursday night by a final score of 110-97 to to win their second game in a row. The series now shifts back down to Miami for Game 6 on Saturday night with the Heat leading three games to two. 517, free family fun ahead this weekend. Let's go fly a kite. That story next. There are- All right, Snide wants it warmer by the lake. It's, it's, it's good weather. I like right. it. I'll take it over what we've had, but I don't you know about Rushmore. You could easily have 52 and sideways missed if you like. I can <laughs> offer that to you. I suppose that's Certainly true. great precedent I'm for that. I'm just saying, I would like it to be warmer by for us that live You want a little westerly lake. wind? Yeah. Southwesterly Come on. wind? As opposed to that wind off the lake? <laughs> All right, well. I'll take it over what we've had. I'll work on it. I'll call the guys over there. Please do. Memorial Day weekend at Veterans Park. Look up. The skies on the lakefront will again be filled with kites. These kites are going to be flying in unison, sort of like the Blue Angels, only with kites and to music. That's uh, Scott Fisher from Gift of Wings. So sort of like the Blue Angels, but not fighter jets. Kites. <laughs> it's Some it's, high-speed yeah. action right there. No, I like his analogy. It's an annual event. This year it's called the Family Kite Festival presented by Tri-State IKEA stores. There's actually going to be an IKEA kite. Yeah, this kite with these folded hands or something like that, it's a symbol Ikea uses, so there's there's an Ikea flight. That What's w- the instruction that booklet we... look like with the Ikea kite? It's not like, for people like you and me, right? There are a lot of strings. It's eight guys standing around trying to use a little axe thing to put the, put the kite together. So some of these things are actually pretty complex. I talked with Scott Fisher about what's happening Saturday and Sunday at Veterans Park, free to attend and open for your participation. Our grand launch of five to 600 kites will take place on both days at 12 noon and uh, as always we'll have you know five six hundred kites in the air all at the same time it'll just be spectacular and the grand launch is where it's not us the grand launch is where where we invite the public to come out with their kites and of course if they don't have a kite they can buy one from gift of wings and um and fly their own kites and we want to just see how many kites we can get in the air all at the same time. And we do that to Mary Poppins. Let's go fly a kite. Perfect. Now, you mentioned that people can buy kites, of course, Scott, but you also have an opportunity for 100 kids to get a free kite as well. Right. The Mad City Windows and Baths Kid Kids Mad Dash. And what that is is we're going to give away 100 free kites each day to the first 100 kids that sign up and participate to see who they who can get their kite the highest in 60 seconds. And they'll win a great prize. But, Vince, I need somebody to help untangle lines after that event. Can I count on you? I am not available for that. <laughs> for that. Boy, I can't that imagine. Big, do, that was a big fast no. <laughs> did they, do a couple of them get tangled up up there, Scott? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's one of those things. You've got 100 kids and they're all running in the same direction trying to get their kite up in the air. Yeah, there's a few casualties. Okay, well that's the that's the amateur hour. Now I know you bring in these professional teams that do performances as well. Who are you excited to see? Well, as always, the Chicago Fire Kite team will be coming up from Chicago and it's a 5 to 6 member team and they fly their kites in unison, sort of like the Blue Angels, only with kites and to music. Then we have the Windjammers International Kite Flying Team from Detroit. And this team is really unique. We'll have five members. Each member has 12 kites. And that's 60 kites with 50-foot tails on each kite. And these kites are going to be flying in unison again, sort of like the Blue Angels, only with kites and to music. So that's a spectacular sight to see. It's quite Did you say each, each person is flying five kites? No, each person is flying 12, 12 kites. Co- Come on, how can one person fly 12 kites? Well, it's, it's, they're tied in a train together. It's a specially oh, cool. put together set of kites, and, and they're all different colors, and, and it is just unbelievable to see them perform. And then with the music in the background, it's, it's just something that you don't see every day. Well, I've flown with the Blue Angels. This might actually be more dangerous. if you're underneath them (laughs) both days saturday and sunday they get started at 10 a.m with the grand launch at noon giftofwings.com for more information but that's uh, one of those things you can head on out there for free bring your own kite enjoy the afternoon weather looks perfect and even a little breezy which is exactly what you want For a lot of folks, the coming weekend involves a little bit of travel and some other activities. We have the unofficial start to the summer season. Camping as well on the minds of a lot of folks here in Wisconsin. Debbie Lazica taking a closer look now at what's on tap this year for campers. Ah, the great outdoors. The fresh air. The birds. The mosquitoes. It's all part and parcel of the magic of camping. With this weekend being the unofficial start of the summer camping season, the DNR's Karina Renier says there's plenty to offer at all the state parks, but... Memorial Day weekend is one of our busiest weekends. We have got over 6,000 campsites, and I expect them to be nearly all full. As you can imagine, at the height of the pandemic, camping became the perfect option for recreation, and the numbers showed it. 2020, our numbers really went up. 2021, even more. And now that we've kind of leveled out a little bit, so the last couple of years have been pretty stable, but still significant more occupancy than pre-pandemic. And with prices anywhere from $20 to $40 a night, it's a super economical option too. This year, it looks like the weather is cooperating, finally. Yay! But one note. Going into this holiday weekend, it is a dry spell, so we are at a higher risk. As always, I mean, whether it's a high risk or low risk, we want to follow those good safety protocols. Those being using the provided fire ring, never leaving your campfire unattended, and fully dousing it before heading back into the sleeping bag. Oh, and leave the fireworks to the professionals. They're not allowed at state parks. 
Well, if they're so popular, how can you make sure you get a site? We do have online reservations and by phone as well. Folks can make a reservation up to 11 months in advance for campsites, or you can show up and make your reservation same day as long as there's availability. Oh, and don't forget to sign up for the notifications. Even if the campground you want is full, there are always cancellations, and those notifications give you a chance to pop in there and grab a site as soon as it becomes available. Yippee! And another tip. Try to get your campground sticker as soon as you can. It lets you bypass all the line of cars and a stop at the visitor center, getting you to your campsite as soon as possible. So there you have it, a tradition in the making. Camping in Wisconsin really is an excellent option for a great American holiday weekend. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. And more information anytime about making camping reservations available at WTMJ.com. Brandon Snide's got sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After a dominating series win against Houston earlier this week, Milwaukee was back at it on Thursday night, but failed to produce any offense as six San Francisco pitchers combined on a four-hitter. And the Giants come to Milwaukee and beat the Brewers by a final score of 5-0. to On the other side for Milwaukee, it was a struggle at the plate for the Brewers, but for San Francisco, it was not. And the opening pitch hit in the air in the right center. When this one comes down, it's going to be 2-0 San Francisco, and it is 2-0. Bob, you're on the call right here on WTMJ. Michael Conforto right there with the homer. He went 4-4 on the night. The good news, though, following the loss, the Brewers are still in first place in the National League Central. The bad news, the offensive struggles continue for Craig's crew. Yeah, I mean, this was, this was a night where, you know, we, we simply didn't do enough offensively. Six base runners in nine innings going to be, there's, that's not going to be a big offensive night, and um, that wasn't enough. And really, you know, we the two innings, we had a couple guys on. You know, it, it, it was, happened with two outs. It was never early in the inning. We made a base running mistake. So five base runners, really. And so that, we just didn't do enough offensively. Milwaukee will look to bounce back behind Freddie Peralta in game two of four at American Family Field tonight. Coverage will begin right here at, on WTMJ at 6.30 with the first pitch scheduled for 7.10. Over to the NBA as the Boston Celtics have a new life in the Eastern Conference Finals after being down three games to none at one point. Boston dominated Miami on Thursday night by a final score of 110-97 to to win their second game in a row. The series now shifts down to Miami for Game 6 on Saturday night, with the Heat leading three games to two. Lastly, over to the ice as the Milwaukee Admirals drop Game 1 in their best-of-seven series against Coachella Valley in the Western Conference Finals. The ads matched goal for goal with the Firebirds until the third period as Coachella Valley scored four goals to the ads two for a 6-4 to final. Game two between the Firebirds and Admirals is set for Saturday night. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. Let's go ads. Coming up, were we at the same news conference? What really was Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred's message to the fans and the people of Wisconsin? That story next. Commissioner, the commish of Major League Baseball in Milwaukee for the ball game here in town last night between the Giants and the Brewers. Glad to be here in Milwaukee. Um, I think some of you know I was a very, very regular visitor here for uh, many years, and it's nice to have a chance to be back. Good friends is the current commissioner with the Commissioner Emeritus, our own Bud Selig. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred took questions from a group of reporters, myself included, 
all of whom were interested in talking about the short and long-term future of the Milwaukee Brewers and the public funding for American Family Field. Now, some of us were better informed than others on the issue and what was actually going on. One reporter asked whether Manfred saw any disrepair in the ballpark when he toured it, which, A, no one is claiming this is like one of those school referendum deals where they take you down to the boiler room and show you all the leaky pipes. So you put the pictures on and everybody votes yes, right? That was not this kind of visit. He wasn't up in the stanchions? (laughs) Right. No. He did not have a big old tour, and no one's claiming that the stadium is currently in disrepair. American Family Field right now is in good shape. We are talking about the future needs for the ballpark. Also, there was no ballpark tour for the commissioner. Did you see any disrepairs today that needs to be upgraded within the stadium? You you know what? I actually was in one room for the player meeting, so I have him (laughs) (laughs) This is a great ballpark. Did you catch a little something in there, Mike? Yeah, I heard a voice, a familiar voice. Listen closely again. Key follow-up question here. I actually was in one room for the player meeting, so I have him. <laughs> How did it look? Really good? Yeah, he says, look, I was in one room, so that's me, like, kind of shaking off the absurdity of the question. No, he didn't get a tour, so I said, How, how'd that one room look? Pretty good? Come on now. There it is. Let me get some. Uh, Rob Manfred, known jokester. Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. All right. Sometimes I can't help myself. Let's get down to it, though. The headline in today's Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Baseball commissioner has message for Wisconsin. Fix American family field or else. That is not what I heard in that 12-minute news conference. There is not a scenario that um, is in my mind at the current moment. Um, I'm more focused on uh, resolving this immediate issue in a timely way so that the ballpark is well maintained for the benefit of the fans and and moving on to a long-term extension to make sure that the brewers stand so i grant you mike there's always an undercurrent here yeah. right of let's get a deal done to make sure the long-term future of the brewers is in milwaukee sort of a who knows what could happen kind of thing and, and that's always out there when you talk about these things but to characterize this as manfred coming to town saying do this deal or the brewers are off to nashville yeah like, we're not oakland <laughs> we're not and right he, like yeah he was asked specifically about that and a lot of reporters were trying to get him to say like hey what's happening right there in oakland who is now moving their ball club it seems all but certain that they're going to end up in las vegas he wanted to steer away, away from that and again, I grant you the undercurrent is there of we need to do some things to make sure that it's all good. But I didn't I didn't hear that at all. Any threats. He, he just worked hard to steer away from that. Now, he did talk about lease obligations that the state through the stadium district board has to the brewers and the ballpark as landlord. Now, the brewers, we've got a hard lease agreement to be in the ballpark. The brewers do through 2030. And then you have a series of two year renewable options by the club to re-up through 2040. So that's like you've got an apartment, you've got a lease through the end of this year. It's your choice whether or not you want to continue the lease on a series of two-year renewals after that. So under that agreement, the brewers are paying. The brewers do chip in $1.2 million a year in rent. They add $300,000 a year to the funding of stadium improvements. And the brewers and MLB are arguing that the current reserve fund for those improvements and maintenance held by the stadium district right now, some $80 million dollars, that was collected via the five-county sales tax that is no longer in place, by the way, that that 80 million dollars is not enough to meet the obligations of the lease, that those expenses will be greater when the ballpark starts to hit that 30-year age. This is a gem of a ballpark. 
Um, it's really important um, that the existing obligation under the lease be funded so that this great ballpark is maintained on a regular basis. It needs to be done in a timely way. But there's been a great relationship between ownership here and the governmental bodies, and I'm confident that the governmental bodies will come up um, with a plan to fund what's just an existing obligation under the lease. So agree or disagree that that 80 plus million is enough right now. The Brewers and MLB position is that it's not. And that's what this whole thing is about. The one thing I did push back on the commissioner about is, you know, the economics of baseball. And for us as a small market team, we as fans, we as taxpayers, if we're going to step up again to preserve the long term of the future of the Brewers in Milwaukee, what's baseball going to do to make the economics better for markets like Milwaukee? Brewers fans in Milwaukee across the state are to invest hundreds of millions of dollars in the long-term future of this club. We look over at the New York Mets outspending us by $200 million in payroll this year alone. Can you promise the fans you'll level the playing field for small market teams like us? It's important. um, You know, our principal economic challenge um, is to make sure that all of our 30 markets have a real opportunity to compete. And while um, spending um, that's really disparate is an issue, um, I think the Brewers are a great example, a model of how a small market team can compete. Um, When you have a great facility like this, um, when it's well-maintained, when ownership makes a commitment not only to put a competitive team on the field, but to do its share to maintain the facility, and the fans continue to turn out, a team like the Brewers, as demonstrated by their record, can compete. So, look, I don't fault the ownership of those other teams for investing everything that they can in trying to win, but I think it's fair to ask that we get a better formula so that our owners, our team management, Mike, don't have to be so much better than their counterparts, can't afford to make a mistake on a big player just to put a competitive roster together. Yeah, the the the, the short answer he was looking to give you was no, <laughs> I think is what he was trying <laughs> to say there. Ever no. the politician, the commissioner is. Right. Hey, you guys are doing a great job. I actually was in one room for the player meeting, so I haven't been <laughs> been out really around. <laughs> Business headline sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. Masterlock will close its long-running plant in Milwaukee's central city in March 2024, eliminating at least 330 jobs. Milwaukee custom knife maker and retailer Zim Knives is moving its shop and storefront to 44th and North Avenue. Microsoft completes its $50 million purchase of 315 acres in Mount Pleasant for a $1 billion data center development. Construction could start later this year. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.